Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Active Optimist podcast. This is Arena, your host, the Active Optimist. With everything I do, I want you to believe that you don't have to be depressed forever. I truly believe that depression is the ultimate cry for help, not for happiness, but for connection back to ourselves and what truly matters. I'm here each week to support you, bring community, and give you daily actions to address the social, psychological, and biological causes of depression so that you can step into the life you know you're meant to lead. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. Irina, as always, if you are new and if you are returning, thank you so much for returning. So before we start this podcast, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And I would really, really love and appreciate if you took the time to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. On Spotify, you can just leave us five stars. And on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us five stars as well as writing a review and giving your reflection. This helps the podcast so much more than you know. And it also gives people who haven't listened to the podcast a sense of what they're getting into before they hit play and it just really encourages them to you know listen to something that may help them in their mental health that may help them think about something that is happening in their lives or just may make them feel a little less alone and just think about why you listen to the podcast and what it's doing for you and what you feel like afterwards and you know hit that rating button, hit that subscribe button. And if you have already rated it, please share it with a friend because as I always say, you never know what people are going through or how you can help them. So that's just my little preview, but yes. So thank you so much. If you have done it, it really, really helps. And I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. So in this week's podcast, We are going to be talking about standing up for yourself, standing your ground, and self-respect, and maintaining self-respect, and demanding self-respect. And a lot of this podcast actually has come from my life in the recent months, and multiple conversations that I've had with other people about standing up for themselves and holding their ground because you are worthy of respect, you're worthy of being heard, and you are a person in this world just as any other person in this world needs respect and status to remain, you know, in a healthy mindset, health in general, and having an ability to keep their chin up, you have that as well. So please don't forget about that because so many times we come to the defense of other people And it seems so simple for other people to stand up for themselves, but we don't give ourselves the, you know, privilege, the power, or even the respect and love from ourselves to do that when it comes to us and our lives. Yeah, so that's basically the premise of this episode. So as I said before, this episode was really prompted by multiple conversations that I had in my life and what was actually happening in my life where I felt that I wasn't standing up for myself. And one situation that sparked this was I was actually at the health club at the sauna and this short woman 
um, she was probably like 30 or like late 30s, was telling me how she had just begun standing up for herself because so, so many people had been actually walking over her her whole life. And she actually said that. She said, you know, I'm small and I'm really just seen as a pushover. And throughout my life growing up, I've kind of let that happen. And I really didn't say anything to prompt this. She was just telling me. And she was telling me about last summer how she was at the gym. She was in the outdoor pool and it was a really hot Saturday so everyone was there and they really didn't have enough chairs or towels for everyone as often happens in the summertime. She was there. She had just given birth like a couple months ago and actually this man came while she was maybe like by the poolside and started taking her chair and towel on this day and at that moment she told him hey that's my towel hey that's my chair you can't take it and he was like well it's for my pregnant wife and la di da da but she was like first of all it's mine and second of all I have actually just given birth and it was just really not good of him to take someone else's no matter who they are no matter if it was for his quote-unquote pregnant wife and she was telling me how she made a big fuss about it and she went up to the staff and the staff you know handled the situation and actually ended up escorting him out of the premises but the moral of the story is she stood her ground and demanded to be respected and treated well And when she wasn't treated well and she wasn't being respected by this man, she made noise about it. She made noise to be heard because so often in her life, she would just let it go and she would be, you know, feel disheartened and she wouldn't have a towel. She would be wet. She wouldn't have someplace to sit, even though she got there before. And she would just let it go because this man, he challenged her to see if she would stand up for herself. And if he didn't, then he would go on his merry way and be able to take that. And for me, listening to the story, we're like, of course, like, of course, yeah, you should definitely stand up yourself. It's your towel. I don't know why he would think that he can take your towel, he can take your chair. This is absolutely ridiculous. And that's what often happens, you know, that change in perspective often happens when we talk about ourselves and when we talk about other people. When we talk about ourselves... It's so much easier to actually not demand this respect and not stand our ground. When we are looking from the outside, it's so simple because that's how, you know, you should be treated. And furthermore, to someone looking in, her making noise and asking the health club to look into this and demanding him not to take her towel or not to take her seat, this might not have been a big deal. But for someone like her, and sometimes for us, it is a big deal because it is a time to break the cycle of being disrespected and allowing people to disrespect you. In my life, I've actually gotten into a situation with a guy that I was seeing where I didn't stand my ground and didn't say true to how I wanted to be treated and found myself in an arrangement that I didn't like. I really let him make many of the decisions before I could even process what he was saying or even state an objection to that decision. 
and it kind of got swept away because I didn't think as fast as he did and it actually got to be so so frustrating because I know that I am better than this and the decisions that he was making in the arrangement weren't true to how I know I should be treated and what I'm worth and I hit a point that I needed to live with more respect. I couldn't engage with this guy that didn't truly value who I was as a person and this was really a moment where I was challenged to step up and step into high self-worth and what's interesting is right after I decided this some other man came into my life and I had this experience at the top of my mind and really asserted myself and my standards in that situation in this new situation I didn't do it perfectly, but I did say the things that I wanted and I didn't end up repeating the situation that I had with the first guy. And it actually ended up to be really great and I actually felt really powerful because I stayed true to what I wanted. I demanded that I be respected and demanded I be treated as the worthy person that I am. And I think with these two situations, my situation and this woman in the sauna situation, we can see that, you know, standing your ground and demanding that you be treated with respect and have self-worth and have self-respect to yourself, it's a constant thing, especially when you're dealing with strangers. Strangers and just with any person that you interact with, they're constantly testing how far they can get with you. And we have to be able to, you know, train ourselves to stand our ground and to train ourselves to break out of the cycle of sometimes being pushed around or sometimes not having a say in things. And it really comes down to the truth that people will treat you with as much or as little respect as you allow them. And following that, any relationship or interaction turns dysfunctional the first time you accept anyone treating you badly. The one time that we slip up and don't hold our ground, the one time we let our self-respect be traded in for niceness, affection, acceptance into a group, are not rocking the boat. And I want to talk to the women right now because I think this is especially ingrained in us women and is really taught to us as girls. We are said to be nice and to be nice in a not so dramatic way is really the kiss of death when it comes to self-respect and high self-worth. Nice is so very often synonymous with being a pushover, with being quiet, and accommodating at our own cost. And at our own cost is the real important thing because that's what, you know, starts to chip away at our high self-worth. Being nice is what we often default to when we feel unsure when we want to be loved outside of ourselves and if we get to this point we have to work doubly hard to take back our self-respect if you get to into a situation or into interaction or even a relationship where you haven't you know demanded this self-respect and you haven't demanded to be treated in a worthy way in a way that matches your worth you have to work doubly hard to get this back. And this means standing your ground and really making it explicit that you won't go along with what has happened in the past. 
And based on my experience, this really ends up becoming a take it or leave it moment. And that's why it's hard because we have to be so secure in our self-worth, in our self-love that if that person decides to leave, we can't crumble and we can't say, never mind, I take it back. And in my situation with these two guys that I was talking with, I kind of saw it as a test in how I, you know, demand that I be treated in a high self-worth way. And tests I view are situations that keep repeating in your life that more or less, you know, test the same issue and put pressure on the same growth point that we have to, you know, step into. And the same tests will keep arising in your life, challenging you to stand in your high is self-worth. What makes them a test is that they keep showing up until you pass them, until you reach that new moment of growth, that new level of growth. And it really challenges you. Will you follow through? Will you bend? How strong are you to stand in your highest self-worth? And once you pass them, then you're really ready to move on to the next big thing. And this is super exciting because I feel like I am really passing tests right now when it comes to men and self-worth. And I'm very excited to see where this will lead me and how I can grow and, you know, eventually really mature so that I can have a really secure, you know, relationship with myself um, and a relationship with other people. Once you start passing tests, they become easier and easier and start becoming your forever stance. Until every stranger you meet, until every interaction you have, any that you go on, you're able to demand that you are treated with respect that you deserve. These tests will keep coming up. These tests will keep coming up to see how strong are you in this high self-worth place, in this demanding that you have some self-respect because we so very often leave it to the wayside in order to be loved, in order to be nice, and in order to get affection from people that aren't within ourselves. Just to circle back to the take it or leave it moment, dealing with rejection and actually how it feels good when we are staying true to ourselves. So as we all may know from our own lives and from if you've read any psychology, human behavior things, rejection is really, really painful for humans. It's typically you know, seen as the most, one of the most painful things that humans experience on a regular basis. And biologically speaking and evolutionary speaking, obviously this comes from needed to be part of a group in order to survive and how being rejected from a group meant more or less death and being eaten alive. But I think in my experience, there's a caveat to this that rejection can actually feel good when we are going through tests and when we are making a decision based on our highest self-worth where we truly want to be very very high self-worth and self-love and respect it actually feels good because we are so strong in that 
and it affirms that that is not a place to go. And it actually is very strong. I think it feels very strong. And I think that's why we don't feel as, you know, bad when someone rejects us, when it becomes take it or leave it. When you're in this space, when someone chooses to leave, at the end of the day, it's very much not about you. It's 100% about them. It's them refusing to treat you in the way that you are supposed to be and meant to be and should be treated. It's them rejecting your demands for respect, your demands for love, and your demands for being acknowledged as a worthy human being. Yeah, we could get depressed about that, but we could also see how much strength and how, you know, glorious that could be. It actually feels good to demand respect and to cut people off who aren't actually respecting you in the long run. I felt good when the second guy actually stopped texting me when I told him that I needed to be treated in a certain way because I was worth it. And I was okay with that. I was okay that he stopped, you know, responding to me and really cut it off because I know the boundary that I set aligns with what is important to me, which is being valued. Also, rejection is so very often a moment of redirection. It gives you a moment of clarity of getting out of the trees to see the forest and it lets us see and hopefully you know at the end of the day maybe you are hurt and that's fine you can see the whole situation for what it is and not being caught up in the details in what moments you liked whether it is you know being perceived as a nice person being perceived as accommodating spending time with your friend who might not, you know, treat you nice, but you had a really, you know, you had good moments. I think every relationship, no matter if it's romantic or not, has good moments, even if it may be dysfunctional. And sometimes we, you know, really cling on those good moments without seeing the whole situation. I do share my story, and I share the other woman's story to show you that you are not alone. And it does take time to have that moment of clarity, to have that moment that you realize that you may not be demanding self-respect from other people. You may have let it slide, and you should just know that you're not alone. Everyone has made mistakes and have have become versions of themselves they are not happy with. And for me, that is 100% true. There are relationships, there are friendships that... I've kind of twisted myself into because I, you know, wanted to be in that. And, you know, sometimes that's dressing a similar way or dressing a different way, toning down your humor, not being as loud, being more polite. It comes in so many different ways, but we all do this and we all have done it. And I think we all really will continue doing it and maybe at a lesser and lesser degree Or maybe we'll, you know, have more and more relationships where we can be our true whole self and less relationships where we feel that we have to become versions of ourselves that are less true. I've learned to work out a situation where 
you are questioning if you are letting yourself be treated right well first of all if you're questioning that you're probably in a situation in a relationship that is you know not really upholding your self-worth and you may be letting your self-respect go to the wayside i think if you're questioning that it's probably true but if you are still trying to figure it out and yes we are always trying to figure it out and it is hard tell the event or the situation to a friend or even a stranger or even just imagine having that conversation lay out all of what happened just like the woman in the sauna lay out all of what happened lay out how you know crowded the place was how you were feeling how that man talked to you how you talked to him what your you know past was with this person what he said about his pregnant wife what you said about your pregnancy that just ended tell it all out and how would they react would they say yeah that's good you should have stood up for yourself you shouldn't have took taken your towel would they approve of this situation would they disapprove would they feel hurt for you and how would you feel telling it would you feel embarrassed would you feel ashamed proud or vulnerable i think this is such a good gauge to really try to take a step away from the situation and really see it for how it is and not get caught again as i said in the details in the good moments or in the cultural conditioning of being nice of being accommodating or being quiet last but not least i just want to share a little quote that i have found super helpful by my favorite one of my favorite authors rachel hollis and the quote goes that every day you choose who you are and what you believe about yourself and you are setting the standards for relationships in your life every day is a chance to start over and i think that is so 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 very true every day you choose who you are and obviously you know that goes to how you show up in the world your personality you know what you will be how you will be perceived and then every day you choose what you believe in yourself do you believe that you are worthy of self love do you believe you are worthy of love from other people do you believe you're worthy of respect from other people do you believe that you are worth being treated like this both positive and negative these are questions that happen every day without our knowing every day you choose to stay in the friendship where your friend puts you down for your body or for i don't know how many guys you talk with every day you're choosing to stay in that friendship to stay in that worth of being talked down to and being used kind of as a punching bag yeah just really comes down to really standing your ground standing your ground in what you will or will not tolerate what behaviors will you take from other people what will you give to other people in order for them to like you these are all things that we have to stand our ground on and it's your personal decision to 
choose where you're going to stand your ground, but I really hope just from my own, you know, heart that you aim for having a really high self-worth in all of these situations. And yes, it's a process. As I, you know, said in this podcast, I did have a moment recently where I kind of had an epiphany that I wasn't really being treated in the way that I know I should be treated. And I kind of knew it, but I kept making excuses. It was fun. It was nice. And I really didn't have anything else to do. But at the end of the day, I did have things to do. And I didn't want to be treated that way. And I deserve better. And I have had better. And it was just a bad situation that I let, you know, I was kind of a victim of my own silence. And that's a true thing. So very often we become victims of our own silence because we don't say anything. And that's what that lady was talking about. She was like, I'm small and I really haven't said many things. But that day at that, you know, pool, I really decided to say something. And I spoke to the manager after he, you know, refused to speak to me and wasn't really respecting me. So I went to higher authorities and I made noise about it. And that's a choice that she made. And she had to consciously break the cycle of how she was treated for what seemed like her whole life before that situation. So that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The action of the week is to say no to one thing that you don't want to do that you generally would say okay to. That's your action of the week. Just say no. No explanation. Just say, nope, can't do it or whatever it is. And that's just a boundary, even though in this practice, maybe it's not that big of a boundary, but it's just practicing saying no, because so very often we actually are really uncomfortable saying no, just as we're really uncomfortable saying yes to great opportunities. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I will leave you with lots of love, peace, and joy. Take care of yourself and take care of others as always. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you.